actually being Nicolas Caged right now. Are we? Kind of. photo of Nicolas Cage. I don't consider getting caged or caging as the verb would presume. <laughs> I mean, of all the decor that is not in this room, we have this one photo of Nicolas Cage in National Treasure. But the question is, does every room have a photo of Nicolas Cage? I thought these were just scenes filmed at this hotel. I think it is, but I wonder how many movies have been filmed here. How many other rooms are like ours and have Nicolas Cage? Would you like to ask our neighbors? Oh, that would be a very interesting poll. Fun with that. Maybe I'll just ask the lobby. Information? Concierge? Would someone know? Probably not. Welcome back to In Omnia Paratus. Today, Jay and I are on set, on site, for the Bridgerton event. And when I say on site, we are about eight floors upstairs in our hotel room. As Jay tries to work through all of the different things that are incorrect about my previous statement. You're just the English major. So you know that words and word accuracy carry weight. <laughs> yes, uh, we're on site. We are at the site of the Bridgerton. Bridgerton location. Bridgerton event. <laughs> We're in Bath, England. Bath is a different city in England. Is that where the Tom gathers? They gather in London, but it's filmed in Bath. Because, like, oh. they can't just... You know, like, London, since the 1800s, has had, like, a little bit of, like, a change-up in terms of the way buildings look, cars exist. I just assumed they were CGI-ing everything. You're also a film person. Yeah, and I know how Netflix works. It's very formulaic now. So, like, is your new conspiracy, like, everything is just filmed on one green screen well yeah and there's like one production studio in england london somewhere where like most things are shot not bridgerton they have a budget true they are backed by shonda but as you all know we are huge fans of bridgerton over here and we are super sad that the duke could not make it back for season two but how did you feel about anthony and kate i feel like we need to start with the elephant I'm placing in the room. Okay. I fell in love with Bridgerton and then had to pull teeth for everyone in my life to watch it. And then two months later, everyone got on board. I started Bridgerton two days after you did. But I finished it in the first day. Because it came out, <laughs> season one of Bridgerton came out Christmas day of 2020, which was like the perfect thing I needed because I was being a good Samaritan martyr human and not seeing people. Cause you know, no vaccine, didn't want to kill family members. A time to think of others, give selflessly. And I was in an actual COVID quarantine. Your first one. My first one. Of yes. Many. <laughs> Unfortunately. In that 48 to 96 hour period since I started, I watched it like a few times. So by the time you started, I was on like my third viewing. <laughs> okay, yes, you hopped on the Bridgerton train first. And I think you do, you do like them a little more than I do. I'm, I'm totally here for like everyone's storyline, but sometimes they just irk me a little bit. In season two, they actually, they got to me a little more. Is that, is irking you good or bad? <laughs> it's unclear by your tone of voice and body language of like whether like irking is like something you enjoy having or like you're anti-irk. Oh, to irk is slang for annoy. I know, but the whole point of season two was the whole enemies to lovers, so people liked being irked by that. Well, no, okay. Kate and Anthony didn't bother me. No. And I say Anthony like my family does for my cousins, which is really funny. Kate and Anthony, totally fine with that. Who Eloise, Colin, kind of bothered me. No, I know, but when you said irked, you said it passionately like, I'm glad I was irked this season. Like, it made me more invested in the show. Or was it irked like I wanted to turn it off? That's what I was trying to distinguish. No, it was like I wanted less of their... I, wa I didn't want to turn it off, but I wanted less of their presence. 
Gotham's. Got it. You sounded excited about it, so I was trying to understand this. Got it. I drank the coffee without the milk, so I've got all the passion. Drink the milk. Well, it, I didn't have a way to mix it without the lid. You shake it. Yeah, I took the lid off. You put okay. your hand on top. Nature's lid. Like nature's <laughs> trash can if you listen to our Be a Better Human episode. Oh my god. Or your Chick-fil-A straw. Oh, Not no. sponsored, obviously. We don't support. We, we support gay people, but waffle fries. And Polynesian sauce. Jay is not into condiments, as you all know. American huge, condiments. Huge, con- huge American condiment person over here. All condiments from any culture. I did actually think about the straw, but then at that point, I was already halfway through the coffee. You drink the milk. I won't drink the milk. I would have asked for it upside down if you had said so. I didn't think about it, because I assumed we're in LA that they were just going to give us the lids with the straws. Like, lids that come with straws? Yeah. Or, like, you get a straw to stick in. Like, are you saying it's attached? No, like, previous lids with the, like, little crisscut crisscross cut in the middle where you stick the straw through. I mean, they had straws in the back, but like one could infer one could use the the mouth hole on the cup. Well, yeah, but I didn't think that we were going to get the lids with the mouth hole and we are so far off topic right now. Bridgerton, where no one has left a coffee cup, unlike Amelia Clark did on Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was an Amelia Clark. Is Amelia Clark even on Game of Thrones? Amelia Clark was on Game okay, of Thrones. thank God. Yes. I was like, am I getting wrong? Am I getting yeah. It was near her. We don't know if it was hers, though. She said it wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. I think she said it was um, Richard Madden, also known in Angel's eyes as Kit Harrington. <laughs> and Sebastian Stan. <laughs> Sebastian Stan we, is not English. We all know that much, at least. Okay, yes, but I swear, I'm going to put this up, and there are <laughs> photos where they look like twins. Okay, they... she's speaking of, wait, are you speaking of Kit Harrington and Richard Madden, or Richard Madden and Sebastian Stan? Richard Madden and Sebastian well, Stan. Well, we all know they look alike. Yeah. Yeah, they almost look like twins in some photos. Also, I, I know I put it... Sebastian Stan's not in Eternals. Okay, yes, but I thought that he was from that first trailer because you have no context going in. So I was just like, oh, the Winter Soldier's in Eternals. Makes sense. Well, I thought that too. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so stupid when I realized it wasn't him. And then when I found Angela, I'm like, oh, I'm a better Marvel person because I recognized it faster. Are you a better Marvel person or do you just have better vision? Oh, well, it's definitely not. I mean, I will bring and wear glasses more often than Angela does because Angela never does it. You know, even though we had a very large education in college about being blind and visually impaired that Angela should wear her glasses more often. I wear them at home when I meet them. So just not at work, when you go to the movies, when you leave the home to do activities that are more likely where things will be of distance that you need to see. I like to be surprised. But you're not because you can't see. (laughs) You're not surprised when you can't see anything. It's part of the surprise. It's like, you know, and then you go back to it later and then I can actually see and I'm like oh that's what was happening I mean I guess we should just be happy you could distinguish between Tobey Maguire Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland at this point well yeah because all their sprite demands have different poses can you reenact those uh do you do will I mess up the mic if I do well no we'll film a TikTok and make you do the three. Oh yeah totally I'll just yell it's like okay I know you're not a social media person and you're old but like do you remember planking yes <laughs> Do. Where people would go just like, or like the floor is lava, like in grocery stores where people like publicly like. Oh yeah. Well, I I mean even you know more recently, it's like when people had the microphones and they'd yell, "Do the walk." No, you didn't see those TikToks. Oh, I'll have to. I don't, I don't even know if I can still find them at this point because like TikTok changes so much. But there was a certain point where like people would be like driving around or they'd be like walking around like public places and they would point at someone and yell, "Do the walk," and then they would like start dancing. Well, now this new game, which we'll get a TikTok out of, so I'm just 
going to yell like Kobe, Andrew, Tom, <laughs> and I expect you to like stop whatever you're doing and do that pose. Oh my god, yes, I will do it. I'm down. I'll be great at the Bridgerton event, which I will be making you do. Just like please, please do one of the easier ones because I don't think I can Tom in that dress. Oh, see, the best thing is like I don't know the difference, so I'll be surprised when oh, it happens. Oh my god, okay. Well, rather than bowing in front of the queen, I'll just have you. I'll just yell it really loud. So I take it we will not be presenting together. Do you? You can. You can present as a group. Or you can I do don't know. I've been trying to keep it surprising, but also know where I can get my photos taken. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Bridgerton. This is another, like, our euphoria, like, a split episode because it hasn't happened, but because, like, editing turnaround time, we're going to do, like, free our show thoughts and then our event thoughts either tonight or tomorrow after I've eaten room service. The waffles look really good. Okay, so season two. Angela has given the feedback that she wasn't pleased with the retelling of you for you season two so every episode this time will be given a five word summary per episode so more to angel satisfaction because i am a great podcasting partner who <laughs> sometimes chooses to respect the wishes of her fellow co-host angela episode one five words go antony experiences love at first sight okay that's six but like is first sight not hyphenated i don't know when to use a hyphen i feel like i see it sometimes hyphenated and sometimes not Okay. But essentially, we get the- No, 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 no. Oh, okay. All right. Your five words is it. Okay. Because you wanted shorter things. All right. Five words. So now your opinions. I loved the setup. I like how Antony and Kate met in a completely neutral space where they could be themselves and they had a really nice first interaction. And then you see later on when they actually encounter each other in society, how many walls they have up. Because I think like we knew in the first season, like Antony had like a lot of issues and boundaries that were like keeping him in a very rigid place and then we see he's not necessarily like so unique in this way there like he found another young person who could understand his feelings well I don't think at the ripe age of 6 and 20 and 9 and 20 they're very young and set times true they're on their deathbed essentially oh my god yeah they've got like a good 15 years left max but I feel very disrespected. You're forgetting the opening scene of the show, which is us getting to see Eloise coming out in her her dress to be presented to the queen. I feel like that's the energy you give when you have to get dressed up for an event. <laughs> that, yeah, I've, I've related to her very well in that moment. Everyone looking at her and just not wanting to move. Well, I don't think it's that. It's, I don't think she, like, she's very uncomfortable, like, looking like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just because of the attention. Mm-hmm. Eloise likes her attention. Does she? She doesn't need group attention, but, like, Eloise likes people to be paying attention to her. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I was rewatching season one, and I got to the part, I forgot Eloise was asking, how does one become with child? Because, like, you you don't have to be married. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. And then Benedict and Colin's response of, we're just going to go play with our sticks. <laughs> I don't know what made me think of it, but the other day I was thinking about once Daphne was married and her mother was trying to explain. Puppies. Yeah, puppies. Other than that, they used the Madonna song, Material Girls, which I really liked. I felt like they threw too many balls in the first episode that, like, didn't feel as necessary. And I think the big point, which I don't know if you and I will agree with. Do you think that Kate had a right to be upset with what she overheard Anthony saying to his friends? Yes and no. Okay, Miss America. I think that she has a right to be upset because it's generally offensive. However, she overheard a private conversation, but it also essentially amounts to what we would now call locker room talk, and we can't be okay with that. But I feel we can't. Hot take, I'm a feminist, blah blah blah, all the good woke things. 
etc. However, I feel like we can't just say like no locker room talk Mm -hmm. without properly replacing and teaching men and boys how to communicate. Because like I heard a joke once of like men love to go camping because it's the only time like men can have sleepovers and like do things that are typically like girly. Interesting. So it's a thing of like I don't think locker room talk should exist either but it's like one of the only ways dudes are acceptably told they can interact and communicate with other guys. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're just like no locker room talk like take it away one it's gonna happen because like as Angela and I know in case there's ever a docuseries on us my roommate my second year heard some very deplorable inappropriate things and everyone has those moments Mm -hmm. whether it's in the locker room or not but I think for men it's even harder because if they show any sign of emotion vulnerability they get shit on for it so like our men just not supposed to talk to each other until like we figure it out well true I think that there needs to be re-education and like breaking down those boundaries of like what is or is not acceptable and how to be a man mm-hmm. and like how to communicate with your peers but at the same time and like I get like Anthony's like very deeply damaged at that point he was like completely cutting himself off from love but it was disrespectful yes there's no way he would stand for anyone to talk about his sisters that way so I think it's a weird double standard yes Kate had a right to be a bit upset but also at the same time private conversation okay episode number two I guess my five words would be like everyone should have seen it <laughs> during the horse race Anthony and Kate get like very heated and the person trying to court Kate's younger sister Edwina is like dense beyond compare. (laughs) Poor guy he was just trying to be nice and everyone stepped all over him. I think it was a great PR move for Antony to bring his entire family to the horse race. Genius. I love how it went from last season. Antony and the Duke at the bar and like the gentleman's club all the time and this season all Antony drank was lemonade. Really? He goes to the bar but like he was at the bar like every episode mm-hmm. and this time he's like drinking lemonade and bringing Edwina lemonade all the time well, yeah well because now he has to be the respectable Viscount Bridgerton but you can still drink the Duke drink yeah but to Antony being the respectable Viscount Bridgerton meant that he had to leave the gentleman's club behind but that doesn't mean you have to drink lemonade <laughs> you can put your alcohol in nice crystal decanters very true that would be like a little bit of interesting research I'm gonna look into that let's see I think that's when Eloise and Penelope have their first like lady whistle down disagreement. No, that's episode one. Oh, just kidding. Because at the end of one, she writes about it. I don't know. For me, the big scene that stuck out was the horse races, and I liked it as a really nice nod back to my fair lady. Rain in Spain saves me you know, the plane movie, right? Yes. Yeah, they had a very similar horse racing scene. Oh, yes, where... I saw the costumes at either Universal or the WB. Mm-hmm. I forget. Very similar. Like, there's a break in protocol with Eliza, and she leaves behind, like, her good lady training and is yelling very similarly to Antony and Kate. I want to know how Kate had so much information about, like, the races in England. Because she's like, no, this horse is going to do better because of the soil and the size. And I'm like, do you keep up with English, like, horse racing that much? Because they just got there from what was formerly known as Bombay. Mm -hmm. Well, I imagine probably, like, whenever people came and visited, like, she got... But who? I mean... Like, who from England would come and visit them? I mean, not necessarily visit them, but, like, visiting people, like, who would bring information. They weren't a part of English society, but they were a part of... Were they? Well, I imagine they would have to be, like, in some way. Because even though their mother was disowned, she still carried a name, like, with some weight outside of England. It's like, I feel like she could still carry... Maybe. Like, some place in society. Not as prominently, but... Dad was a clerk and doesn't yeah. normally go by the status of the man. True, but he also... I was under the impression that he died fairly 
early in their lives. Episode three, bee stings and pow mau. So I'm very interested if pow mau is actually a game that they used to play. Yes. Because it just looks like croquet. Did they not call it croquet back then? Maybe it's regional. Hmm. In this episode, when Antony invites the Sharmas like up to their house, it got heavy. You go through so many of the flashbacks with his father dying and then with him like first transitioning and becoming known as Viscount Bridgerton. Probably the, I think it's the most serious episode Bridgerton's had. Overall episode, yes, scene, no. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cute. I was glad that Daphne was able to come and bring baby Augie. Super sad the Duke wasn't there. I hope that they find a way to like bring him back in. I mean, with enough money, he'll come back. Mm -hmm. I understand that like Daphne and the Duke are not supposed to be in this story. As frequent. They are in it though. Right. But like they weren't in this book at all. So like I get that, but still. But I feel like, I don't know, you, you're you more of a fiction reader than I am. I feel like it would it's easier to detach book to book than it is from, from like season to season of a show when reading if in every Bridgerton book since it's based on a different child mm -hmm. you can let go of the sibling from the past one but like a show you're invested in like the one you saw so you want their story like there's a reason they brought Daphne back true but I also think that it's like you have to look at it as less of a series and more as like a collection because I feel like you can do that with certain shows and like that's why you have like mini series and docu series it's like they're not meant to be long running and that's kind of how I look at Bridgerton when I heard that like each book was like based on a different child and it like ran through like these different stories and different times. So I think it's just kind of dependent on your personal expectations but at the same time I think it also depends on the intention because at that point it's like why are we not just continuing to follow the lives of the Duke and Daphne and then watching her siblings lives then grow around her like we did in the first season. Because I feel like everyone got a significant portion of screen time. Sure like the only people who wouldn't be in this one where like Daphne and the Duke mm -hmm. versus like it's one thing if it was just like Antony and he went to India to find a wife or something mm -hmm. Ver but like everyone except the character the main characters you love will not be back mm, I don't know I think I disagree that it's harder yeah I think it just honestly it just depends on your perspective i think episode four would be he touched kate's boob kind of is that not the b one well you see the father dying of the beasting in the third episode but i thought the fourth one is when she got stung oh okay a very healing moment for anthony was it I think so. You see how terrified he is of this bee, and then once he realizes that all bee stings don't kill. Yeah. And then the fact that she is with him and like helps calm him down. I don't think anyone has done that for him since his father died. Possibly. Yeah. I got the impression that no one had supported him through a heavy moment like that in a long time. And then I think in this episode we also get the hunting party. I was kind of expecting a little more from. I was almost expecting Kate to bag the kill oh shoot i need to change my i need to change my five words okay. Beasting might have been at the end of episode three but like i think of it as four because it like ends with three and then they separate mm -hmm. at the end of three um for episode four we'll do 4.2 addendum from jay is we finally get incest oh that's right i've been waiting for somewhere to do this on bridgerton we get the unfortunate engagement of prudence featherington and the new lord featherington arranged lord fifth by cousins yes fifth cousins and it's all arranged by her mother which is terrifying like you know i get it fifth cousins like it happened at the time well, but... like people were, well the gilmores like that they were second cousins <laughs> like That's they, right. like you and your friend who you found out have like similar genetic material could be fifth cousins that is very true the 
like you marrying her wouldn't be weird genetically speaking i mean yeah i wonder i know that they flag it sometimes yeah but i'm saying like fifth cousins is like very distant weird but yes bridgerton and incest it happened in an orange grove not it it, but the setup the setup yes also let's it didn't happen at all until the last freaking episode (laughs) and antony pops the question yes he does to the younger sister Mm-hmm. With a ring that wasn't bad, but I thought it would look more expensive. Well, you have to remember, they were a love match. I don't think that got her family out of paying a dowry. True, but it wasn't so and much he was about a the Viscount. Yes. I don't know, man. Ring, ring definitely wasn't bad, though. Yes. So Antony poses to Kate's younger sister after having a moment while hunting and the moment with the booby beasting. Mm-hmm. And now we get episode five, which is for quick term, meet the Sheffield. Sheffield? Sheffields, yeah. Meet the Sheffields. Like the Danny. Yeah. Antony did very well in that moment. He did. They were gross, insufferable people. The fact that they sat there and openly disparaged. Ignored. Mm-hmm. Ignored Kate and disrespected their daughter. Mm-hmm. And attacked their granddaughter's father. Well, granddaughter in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, like, this episode with little conduct, Kate and Edwina are half-siblings through their father. Kate is older and has a different mother, and then the father remarried, which is why, kind of, the scandal with Lady Mary, the girl's mother, was such a big deal and why they had to flee England is because she married a man with no title with another child already. Mm-hmm. And the Sheffields were not happy about that and got laughed out of English society. Episode 6, so The Queen's wedding. wedding. Thrown by Queen Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, she's passed a one-up Lady Whistledown and throw the wedding for the diamond of the season. With zebras. I'd like to meet a zebra. The wedding was beautiful. I honestly expected it to be a little bit bigger, but I guess it is still just dependent on the people that they know. Like, the Queen wouldn't have just invited a ton of people just well, to see. the top. Mm-hmm. For how smart they make Edwina, I'm sad it took her till Anne Antony picking up his sister, picking up her sister's bangle that fell for her to finally have it click. Mm-hmm. Okay, the whole time I was freaking out. I had my pillow in front of my face. And I was like, it's going to be a friend's moment. It's going to be a friend's moment. Instead of Edwina's name, he's going to say Kate. But no, it was a great moment. Lots of tension building up. And then Edwina did a very good runaway bride. She sprinted from that church. As she should. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm glad they gave her how smart and capable they made Edwina. I'm glad they gave her the final say in the whole wedding debacle. Mm-hmm. I think her little speech at the end with Kate and Antony was a little preachy, but like I'm glad she got the final words. Mm-hmm. And Anthony kiss yes. to a pink song. I think so. About freaking time. Seriously. And then we have episode seven where they they do it. <laughs> Finally. What everyone had been waiting. At the end of episode seven, might I add. So basically episode eight. Mm -hmm. Like, here's the thing. I'm not a super smutty person. I've never seen Outlander. I didn't think that 300, I've never seen that 365 days movie, never finished Fifty Shades. Like, I'm not a super smutty person. But like, Bridgerton did it so much. Season one opens with Antony fucking a girl on a tree and his ass showing. Mm -hmm. So to see nothing for seven episodes was like a punishment. See, I really like all of the tension. I feel like they did a very good job. Like, I didn't feel like... But, like, no one was doing anything. It wasn't just, like, fine, I get it, Kate and Nancy. Like, Daphne and the Duke, like, had the moments and the missing fingers. Mm-hmm. Like, the pinkies and, like, telling her how to masturbate and all that great stuff. But, like, and, but, like, they waited until episode five. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they could have kept going. But the thing is, like, Benedict was having a threesome. Antony was with Sienna. Sierra. Sienna. Sienna. 
Sienna. The Duke was fucking other random people. Like, mm -hmm. other people had things happening. Mm -hmm. Season six, or season two, nothing. Absolutely nothing with anybody. But I feel like that also just shows, like, how the 180 that, like, Antony did in his world. It went to, like, this extreme rigidity to show, like, this is how closed off he is. I shouldn't and have to suffer for that. <laughs> and also, as Coach Carr taught us in Mean Girls, Kate also went into a coma post having sex with him. So you do die from having <laughs> premarital sex. Have the risk of dying. Oh my god. Yeah, which brings us into episode eight. They dance together. They they admit they love each other. They kiss under firework. And they have sex again. And Augie is walking by this time. Yeah, so like I'm very confused on how long this season was. Because when we first see Augie at the beginning, like isn't the season like three months? Yeah. Well, it's a season, like, the wedding season is summer. Yeah. The marriage mark goes on. For, like, three months. Yeah, and so, like, Augie probably, like, got, was, like, September 3. Hmm. But still, it was a little longer than I thought. Wait, were they saying that they traveled the first six months? That Kate and Anthony traveled for six months? Because, like, at the end, Eloise or someone makes a reference, like, you think they were gone for six months? Like, what are they still doing up there? And then Daphne makes her joke of, like, they're newlyweds. They haven't been up there nearly enough time. So did they travel in between, like, getting married or something? Maybe. Maybe it was their honey. Maybe they went on a honeymoon? A six-month honeymoon. Six-month honeymoon. Which apparently you can do when you're the Viscount Bridgerton. Yeah. And, well, I, I really liked how at the end the queen gave her blessing. Mm-hmm. And Edwina and how they work together. Oh, and Edwina is going to be the princess of Prussia? Allegedly. Maybe? That'd be cute. Yeah, the scene with Edwina and the king was very nice. That was very touching. But here's the thing that no one's yet to explain to me. Mm -hmm. So Antony is the Viscount. Yes. And when he, now that he's married, because in society he has to be, he now owns the London house that we've been seeing with all the Wisteria and Aubrey and Aubrey, Aubrey Hall. Hall. So like, do the mom and six kids just get booted? Like, where do they live? No, they live at his pleasure. Mm -hmm. Well, not like they live at his, Like, he's not gonna kill them. But no, like, they get to stay in his house, like, as long as he wants them there. And Anthony loves his family, so it's not gonna be an issue for them. Mm -hmm. But in the time, the mother any siblings they could be moved on because essentially now like as they've made reference to a few times like once anthony married that woman is now viscountess bridgerton she is the one who will now shepherd the eloise and the other kids like through the marriage market so yeah so it's like essentially now it's like his mother gets to retire but we i love that for her Mm -hmm. That's season two. As you can tell, the storylines about the Featherington, me along, Jay along with TikTok, felt took up far too much time and disinterest. Was Lord Featherington like more attractive than we expected? Yes. Yes. But like, he also kind of reminded me of like the minkest like nerdy 90s look. Like he wasn't that attractive. Mm -hmm. So like if that's what they were going for, they should have picked someone. And it's like Lady Whistledown, like telling us it was Penelope the first season, I feel like really gave away a lot of leverage and interest with it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Don't care about them. I think Cressida Capita should just be happy she got to come back for a second season. I had no interest in her. Oh my god, seriously. You love to hate the Cowpers because they are so just like... Adam Delacroix, again, could care less. Eloise and Theo he's cute i didn't realize this but like spoiler alert if you care to not hear about like in the books i didn't realize that marina is supposed to be a bridgerton cousin and eloise marries marina's husband because marina dies mm -hmm. so that's like a weird thing especially now that they've introduced him because people are like oh well that's weird that they already 
introduced him because by meeting Philip Crane, who Ellie's supposed to end up with, like, we now know who he is, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird and kind of insisty. Yeah, it is strange. Well, I wonder because Shonda has talked about making some divergence. Oh, well, she made a ton this. Well, I guess let's go into the book versus Joe. I watched a bunch of recaps about it. Mm-hmm. We'll try to stick as much as we can to the second book, second season, second book, mm-hmm. which is I'm glad they switched how Kate and Anthony got together because I feel like it would have been very similar to what they did for Daphne and Simon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Duke and I the book goes but I think according to the book of the Viscount who loved me Antony is supposed to get caught with his hands on Kate's chest with the Mm -hmm. bee sting scene and then they get forced to because he's taken her honor blah 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 Mm -hmm. and I'm glad they didn't do that because I feel like it would have felt very similar to season one so I'm glad the way they went about it for the season Mm -hmm. I agree I did like that I still feel like they could have moved the wedding up like by episode five I was itching I'm like okay someone needs to get laid I need a wedding sequence I was like and I need to see them together. I was like, I didn't like that it took full eight episodes for them to get to this good place. I would have liked to have seen them get together and do a little bit of work in their marriage, like a little similar to what we saw with the Duke and Daphne. Mm -hmm. Like, even if we had like two episodes of them married, I would have been happy with that. There were other divergence but I don't really care about those. What was your favorite song they used this time? Oh, um, Bad Habits, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Here, I'm going to look it up. I feel a bet coming in oh, in my goodness. future. <laughs> I, feel, I feel a charm for that Tiffany bracelet. Um, Because I've been doing nothing but listening to the soundtrack, so I could be wrong. I was, like, reasonably sure. This is only, like, the ten most popular songs, so I'm going to have to look into this some more. But, um, Am I just looking if there's there was a cover of Bad Habits in Bridgerton? Um, yeah. I did like Wrecking Ball. I felt that was a good addition as well. But I could have sworn it was Bad Habits. That was not used in the season of Bridgerton. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, I know it was in one of the last... The song that I really liked was in, like, the last three episodes, so I will rewatch those while we're getting ready tonight. <laughs> we can figure it out. Can oh. you can you hum it? Or can you tell me the scene? Well, no, because at this point, I'm thinking it's bad habits. <laughs> Was oh, it? Can... I know. I know it was in the last half of the season. Okay, so the three I know you can pick from are "What About Us," the Pink mm-hmm. song, which is when Anthony and Kate kiss. Mm-hmm. "How Deep Is Your Love," the EDM song, which is when they're I like sex. that one too. Um, you ought to know the Alanis Morissette song, mm-hmm. which is when Anthony is saying that, or Kate's forcing Anthony to marry her sister, mm-hmm. and it's none of those. It's none of those. <laughs> Yeah, because I've been listening to the soundtrack, like, on repeat. I couldn't tell you. I will have to rewatch. And you're sure it's, like, a cover of a song and not just, like, an actual, like, classical music song? No, it was pretty. Because I was, like, I was watching on BART, and I remember I had my headphones in because I actually, like, wanted to listen that day. And I was started, like, dancing a little bit because I was, like, oh, it's my song. I love this song. Was, okay, was it Sign of the Times, the Harry Styles song? No. Dancing on My Own? No. Re- no, that Diamonds was in the first one that was in the first episode the only song i didn't listen was the i guess this is a good transition the hobby cushy hobby gum song which is like the big indian cover they did oh okay but other than that i listened to all the songs in bridgerton <laughs> album season two wait why not that one why not that one what why didn't you listen to that one no list i didn't list oh. that one to you because i'm sure that's not the song that sounds like bad habits by okay. ed sheeran got it okay no i like that song i've been listening to that one a lot it's like one of the most fun ones mm-hmm. i saw resoundingly positive feedback from the south asian community about the representation they got it was two dark-skinned south asian women mm-hmm. and people were very pleased with the representation 
conversation. They were pleased with certain things that I didn't catch the first time that like um, the wedding ritual with Edwina. This, oh, yeah. um, Kate was putting coconut oil in Edwina's hair. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of girl, women, female, Indian cultured people who were born presenting female like those customs is the best way to say that. Saw a lot of these like little hints to their culture like the jokes about the tea mm-hmm. and other things that they did very well. And so I'm pleased that they were pleased. They meaning the South Asian community. And I like the way that so in the books they're not South Asian but they're still part of the Sheffield family so I like the way they still tied it in. Mm-hmm. I think that particularly after the first season I saw a lot of different communities asking Shonda and Netflix will this group be incorporated? Will we see anyone from this culture? Like mm-hmm. meaning like South Asian, Asian, Latine, Middle Eastern and I think that this shows that they are listening mm-hmm. and they're trying to expand the world view. And make it make sense. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that I like is they're not taking away from the plot at all they're adding things right. so speaking of that I saw some discourse on TikTok because like I saw one girl's video went very viral of like cursing the day until Shonda puts a Latina in the lead role of the thing or mm-hmm. okay I get it like you're modernizing enough but why aren't there queer characters mm-hmm. and some of the feedback I was listening to and I feel like a good point for us because I always like these fun nuanced difficult conversations is like if you really care about like POC's marginalized groups as a whole why are you just like why aren't you also advocating how thrilled you are for the inclusion of a group who is also marginalized mm-hmm. like why are you taking thought away from like why are you like I love that it's like because it's not like they're saying it's I love the South Asian representation I can't wait for them to incorporate someone of Latin descent mm-hmm. it's being mad until Shonda does this or mm-hmm. like I can't believe they haven't included a Latin person or I can't believe they haven't included a queer person yet mm-hmm. I think that I think that it's one one group's triumph should be celebrated by all because a step in the right direction and hopefully when people see like how these groups that are being represented positively react to it that it will help them try to bring in more but I do understand sometimes that like people get so frustrated when they continue to see their group left out and it becomes this sort of weird mix because in some shows you're immediately getting like this huge influx of diversity particularly I feel like the last few shows that I've watched recently some of which are not exactly new like they're maybe about like a year like almost two years old where they have every single group represented differently abled people visually impaired people people from the lgbtqia community black white latin a asian south asian every group is just immediately represented but then i also feel like in that regard i can see how some people get frustrated because other shows that immediately have all of this representation but at the same time you also get pushback from other people who are saying like this is not like an accurate depiction of what this world like necessarily looks like in this show or in real life and Mm -hmm. so you just you still get pushback from either way and I think that we just need to remember that we are striving to build inclusivity and representation for all and we need to celebrate it to keep pushing it forward I also think we're let's like ignore like Bollywood and telenovelas and like the the shows of the community because we're really talking about an American produced shows and Mm -hmm. the international especially appeal and reach Netflix has Mm -hmm. because like I don't think it's fair it's like well like Latinas have this and Bollywood has this and like K-pop and J-pop like I'm seeing purely like American made things mm-hmm. in the American produced community Asians are the least represented and Southeast Asians or South Asians mm-hmm. even less mm-hmm. so I'm not also saying that you love Bridgerton you're of a certain group and you want to see that represented also I can name people on various shows who are queer who are Latin Hispanic I'm not saying that they've done it perfectly but like over poor maybe it's my TikTok algorithm 
algorithm. Outpour of love I've heard from South Asians saying how grateful and how thankful they are for this representation and how happy they are with it is not normally what I hear from a lot of marginalized groups. And I'm not saying we can't ask for better, we can't ask for more, but I've never seen such overwhelmingly positive feedback since like Crazy Rich Asians. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's always like there's like this but like this is a stereotype or there's this but like I don't talk like that or it's like oh of course the mom in the Latin household is overbearing and has like a machismo husband like of course and I'm not saying that that's not wrong I'm not saying that you can't ask for more you can't ask for different we can't include everyone more but I also think the South Asians Indians were so yearning for that like they had nothing but appreciation and it was done well I'm not gonna say mm -hmm. like it wasn't but like I've never heard a group just so positively like reinforcing that yes like, thank you, we mm -hmm. see ourselves. So, like, we can show this to our daughters and stuff and just overwhelmingly positive feedback. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying every group, marginalized group, needs bow to Shonda or thank God when they get good representation, but I also think it shows that, like, how little they have comparatively. I said, I would love to see more people who look like me on TV in general, so I get it, especially in the shows you love. But I also think, like, this season, the decision was to champion three Indian women, two who are dark-skinned. Mm -hmm. And we can all take a few moments to applaud that going back to our inclusivity for all mm -hmm. I totally agree and I'm also kind of a make it make sense person mm -hmm. and Same. it makes sense for this time period and the story that they are telling to highlight the South Asian community in that way because they were getting colonized yeah England kind of owned them so you know it makes sense that there's a way to bring them into the fold and give them like good representation where we will know we'll have great representation is at the event we're going to in six seven-ish hours I think I need to check what time we can actually go in. I am so excited. I will be channeling my Marina Thompson wedding look tonight. Okay, you can tell me if I have to cut this out. I think you okay. should at least go into the podcast because no one listens to our podcast. <laughs> I have an Instagram caption for you. Okay. Which would be something like, still searching for my... <laughs> oh my god. Or something Dead. along that line. <laughs> Dead. But Co perfect. Colin Bridgerton, where you at? <laughs> Genius. So fantastic. 10 points to Gryffindor. We are very excited. Jay, you haven't looked a lot. I have been looking some. I mean, my TikTok's been swarmed with it, but mm -hmm. yeah. It's gonna be so fun. We get to dress up. I've heard from some people it's almost like prom 2.0. And everyone can stay calm. Jay is re-wearing one of her dresses. I know, shocking. I did get it tailored though, so it fits like it's a new dress. And I'm new using new jewels, so go for me, reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. And Angela, thankfully, we convinced to wear shoes under three inches, so go team. <laughs> I appreciate all of your support. Yes, the team really pulled in for that one. I mean, it probably also helped that you fell yesterday. Yeah. It's all right. My ankle is mostly recovered. Oh my god. I'm so used to this. I was like, I'm going to do a TikTok transition. Like, put my hand over the mic because that's going to be amazing. <laughs> See y'all tomorrow. Bye. Welcome back, gentle listeners and Angela. <laughs> to part two of our Netflix's Bridgerton Ball extravaganza. It is the next morning. My skin is doing well from all the makeup I used on it, thank goodness. My hair has not yet recovered from the hard water of Los Angeles, but... So in California. True. PSA, if you have curly hair, invest in one of those really good filtered shower heads. Maybe we should invent one, like one that you can bring on vacation or something. Oh, that would be really good. Because like, you don't want to do it. You don't want to like bring the thing everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. 
is some girl I know who, like, in the lifestyle YouTuber community, who suggested washing your hair with, like, your Brita filter in water. And I'm like, I get how that must be great for your hair, but, like, that's intense and I don't have time for that. I seriously thought about that this morning when I was trying to fix my hair. You think Dasani water is any better than the hard water of LA? Not sponsored. (laughs) I know he's canceled, but when Shane Dawson did the documentary or the docuseries on his conspiracies, how Dasani water has salt in it and proved to be correct, I tried to stop drinking Dasani. Even though it's very hard that all sports games, not that I go to sports games, I guess, like, (laughs) areas in which sports are held, so typically arenas that I'm going to concerts in, exclusively have deals with Dasani, probably because it profits everyone, Mm -hmm. which is bad. Give me water that hydrates me. Okay, I know this is completely off topic, but how is this a conspiracy theory that it had salt in it? Because doesn't it list the sodium content on the label? It does, but I don't remember. I would go back and watch, but we canceled the man who did the video. Okay, never mind then. There's a conspiracy about, like, Dasani water. I think the conspiracy was that Dasani makes you more dehydrated, because some have salt in it, like alkaline water and other things to do pH. Like, there's a reason some do it, like, for digestion reasons. Mm -hmm. But, like, Dasani's is like, no, like, there, you're just drinking seawater. Maybe that's why I like it so much. I'm getting a salt infusion. Maybe it would help with your curls then. Some beachy waves. Ooh, mermaid vibes. I think to fully go through this episode, and we're going to try to make it not too long, because I will be editing this for the next few weeks let's go back do we want to go to the getting ready process do we want to start from what I feel like we need a little context for how getting to the event things happened the way they unfolded I think we should start we should start with the announcement so what like we got these tickets five months ago yeah we've been prepping for this event in the Millennium Biltmore Hotel where we are staying as well so it was super convenient for our getting ready process Jay you had a little bit more to do there because you had you had your full costume and I had a wardrobe malfunction so we had months to plan this i started dress shopping jay's rules of order for events (laughs) and then we'll go through we'll go through angel's experience so generally so this event was planned obviously in april and so i started dress shopping in like early march to kind of make sure if there was anything i needed to order i had time to see what was kind of coming up for the season the ball didn't open until the end of march so i kind of wanted to see how invested people were going to be angela and i went to this alice in wonderland cool bar experience mm-hmm. where we like did homage to alice but it wasn't like we weren't all like having a mad hatter tea party like there were people in jeans and like much more casual right or like more like party city level costumes no offense remember like the birthday girl table oh yeah no they were they were very cute i i like how we did ours though yeah but like theirs were like party city costumes like theirs Mm -hmm. were like all out and so for bridgerton which is like nicer more elegant i wanted to look like a princess like i started planning about six weeks out looking at dresses seeing what i could get I went shopping and then I didn't really find anything and fortunately because of my accumulation of floral length gowns I had one I had previously worn to another event that we needed to get tailored so we got that tailored as a backup I ended up going with it but I gave myself some distance for dress shopping. Angela's dress experience. So I had thought about it and instantly as soon as this event came out I decided I wanted one of those like selkie poof dresses because I thought that it would be like the perfect touch of Bridgerton, but modernized. And it would just be kind of like also a fun swing back to my like teen Vogue days where like everyone wore like they had like the really crazy outfits. Like I was going through some of my old high school binders and there were dresses similar to that from like a Juicy Couture ad. I'm sorry, swing back versus throwback? It is what it is today. (laughs) Okay. 
I decided I wanted one of those. I went on the Selkie website and they had a ton to choose from at the time. Which was? God, it's gotta be over last year. Okay. When we got these tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went through then and I was like, oh, okay, like this is perfect. I'm going to choose one of these. They have so many different options. I don't know if people are going to go more of the garden party floral route or if they're going to treat it as a bit more of a black tie affair. So I decided to wait a little bit. And during that time, I also had a friend who ordered a Selkie dress and she let me try hers on for sizing. So that was great. And then And that about... was in March when you tried that on. Yeah, that was in March. And going back a bit, started in January when I was looking at these dresses again, they were all gone. They come out so in collections ma- to my believe. So many options were gone. So I was like looking every week and there wasn't anything that I liked as much as the original ones that I saw. And so then I was going through checking all these different websites to find something. I have a bunch of dresses at home too, but sadly I'm going through like a weight fluctuation thing right now. So sizing was very off for the majority of them. I needed something new. A week ago, I ordered a bunch of dresses from Lulu's, decided on two that I like and I tried them on at home and I was like they fit reasonably well I'm just gonna bring two of them and see what happens sadly they did not happen they a lot of the the dresses both had like deeper v's and I couldn't get the sticky bra taping no bra situation to work for them so I ended up just wearing like red black like cocktail dress that I had bought brought for the trip and going in entering the event what do you think the vibe was of like everyone else like how did everyone else understand the assignment oh everyone was very regency there were a few people who were don't want to say like they weren't dressed up because they were dressed up they just didn't come dressed in like a regency style dress i would categorize everything you know i have to put in categories there were kind of like the modern day selkie girls who kind of did the shorter dresses but more mm-hmm. garden party more like poof at the waist poof at the hips kind of vibe there were people like me who i would put in like the formal ode to it but more kind of necessarily in like a bridesmaid wedding guest situation and then there were people who had umpire waist full bridgerton very costumey those dresses weren't as i would say good of quality but they were of era much more accurately mm-hmm. and then tiaras and jewelry and white gloves galore seriously i did wear white gloves i had one on the whole time because i couldn't <laughs> use my phone with both couldn't stop recording there's a really funny video of us trying to get a tiktok in the elevator and i try to stop it and i can't turn it off <laughs> Because I felt like literally my hand got stuck. Um, other than that, and you're getting ready process. Surprise, surprise. I like planned, did my hair. I set for me personally, when I'm getting ready, I like to pick increment of time and I kind of periodically set that before an event. So like I would put my phone into 15 minute increments. So every 15 minutes my phone would ring. So I could like time and space out my getting ready process. So my hair took about two dings and my makeup took about one. And then I just got dressed in my jewelry and was ready to dip. What about you? What's your getting ready mindset, affirmations, strategy, mindfulness, gratitude? Well, I feel like usually whenever I get ready, I just try to give as much of the time as possible to my hair because whether it's curly or straight it needs it unfortunately like being in LA and having it really hot air conditioner going like my hair didn't want to dry and then also with the hard water situation it didn't want to curl so that was not working out really well and then I didn't have time to let it actually go through the setting process because I was getting ready so that's just the really hard thing about having curly hair and wearing it curly I know it looks so easy to people who don't have curly hair 
hair, but literally it can be a process that takes anywhere from an hour to three hours, depending upon the tools and things that you have. Particularly when you're traveling and you're trying to keep your suitcase small, you can't bring your good hair dryer, your good products, your diffuser, all the things like that that you need to like get your hair kind of set in that hour. So originally what I was planning was doing my Duncan set and then going outside for like an hour and not even an hour really because like it pretty much only it takes like less than 30 minutes in the heat most of the time. However, when we went out for dinner, I realized it was temperature was drastically different from when I had been out an hour previously and my hair wasn't going to dry out there. So I don't know. I feel like if anything, that felt like the biggest wrinkle in my getting ready process just because I planned my process like earlier that day around getting to do my hair at five, five or six, and then just going outside and having it mm -hmm. set in the heat. And then there was no more heat. Because we went to go get pick up dinner at five and that's when mm-hmm very sad entering the event take the long ride down the elevator <laughs> and see a bunch of people in dresses and we get in the first line we see and they check fax cards which I didn't know they were gonna do I'm happy they did it mm -hmm. and then you walk through the infamous wisteria tunnel I walk through the wisteria <laughs> tunnel and get admitted by the guy who's like yeah just go and then because there's a lot of people entering no one's really taking photos because you could come back for the wisteria photos because mm -hmm. like everyone's trying to get through I go through as I'm going through I hear the like worker say I think a lot of people don't have wristbands blah 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 and I hear him saying that as he let me through so I'm like okay look whatever like no one stopped me so I'm just gonna go and then I try to find Angela and I can't find her and I'm like looking around everyone is like in a tiara and everyone is tall fortunately like Angela because she wasn't in a floral length pastel gown was a little easier to spot and I see her back at the front I tried to enter the wisteria tunnel like approximately like two steps behind Jay because I'm trying to film and get b-roll of her walking into the event and I'm one step into the tunnel and this guy stops me and he like jumps in front of me says I'm sorry like where's your wristband oh I don't have one and he's like I'm sorry you can't come in without a ticket I was like well I have a ticket but I no one gave me a wristband and he's like you can't go in I was like but my friend just went in she didn't need a wristband I didn't see anyone getting wristbands at this point so I thought that he was just making something up and I was trying to point out to Jay and I was like my friend right there she has the tickets she just went in I was like you just let her in and she didn't have a wristband and he was like I don't know what you're talking about you can't come in without a ticket and he was trying to shepherd me out of the tunnel and I was like no at one point I screamed your name and the people next to me looked horrified because I could see you and I think you saw I went in further so I could see yeah. you like turning away Jay! and they looked totally freaked out and I was like I'm sorry I was like my friend is in there she has our tickets I was like we're VIP we were just told to come in and he He's like no that's not how this works you need to leave and luckily Jay saw me and came back but this guy was not having it he was absolutely not going to let me in yeah I was real confused because I thought you had gone into the mm -hmm. little shop area because I was like oh she's short she blended in she kind of got sucked up by the crowd I'm just gonna like look around a little bit and mm -hmm. see what happens. So that happens and then we bop around for like maybe five minutes go to take pictures in the glassy beady things where the worker will post this had one job <laughs> I have the I there's one photo I look great I'm smiling appropriately my dress is moving and the worker lined up the beads perfectly <laughs> with my face I might see if anyone I know in my life has the skills oh maybe I'll send it to Brian to photoshop it so my eyes can be replaced the beads because like other than that Angel you you saw the it, it literally was a perfect 
photo and I didn't realize I could see Jay looking at it and I was like it's so cute and then she zoomed in and I was like oh and awkward my- because I'm have OCD tendencies, as my therapist likes to say. I saw it immediately. Like, that's what my eyes went to. I'm like, no. This, you had one drop. Luckily, Angela was able to do boomerangs on her phone while I told the worker did it on my phone. And then we go outside to the Palomal Court, the little archy thing. Mm-hmm. Cute. Didn't really want to do. Then we go into the big room, well, A room, where we see the throne. And it's where people do kind of the portrait style old photos. I didn't really like it. The quality's not that good. And like, I don't know why you need that to remember the event personally mm-hmm. there's this line of people and I, everyone's like oh this is where you get to take a picture on the throne because mm-hmm. everyone was in a single file line so it's like mm-hmm. awesome and so I to go see what the line was or like I think you wanted like a close-up of the throne and then yeah. as you were going the music started and you were like oh the queen's coming yeah they're like there are workers and the white wigs and everything saying the queen's coming so I was like near the front because I was trying to get a picture of the throne I was like oh sweet okay whatever Angela and I were parted like in the video I have her waving to me like we're waving it's all mm-hmm. cute and like we're on different sides of the aisle and then they have like a woman in an English accent announcing like Queen is coming blah 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 so there are four orchestra members and then Queen enters like from the back and like everyone as they should be is bowing to Queen Charlotte and gracefully <laughs> curtsying and whatever and so should I go first or do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay so as we're like doing this I'm like at the front with my phone holding my glove holding my pamphlet like a lot of things recording a worker in a top hat like you can hear it in the video says like something like my dear like do you feel brave tonight or something I'm like I think I know what's gonna happen like I'm like okay like it's gonna happen I hope Angela's filming this and he like grabs my arm he's like we're gonna go bow to the queen now and like the music is still playing and like everyone is just standing there and so like I like do this I'm shaking oh my god like don't fall please don't fall please don't fall and so like he takes my arm I like walk in I'm the first to curtsy to the queen and then I like get a little card that says like blah 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 three something 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 and then I go to find Angela and by the time I go to find Angela, everyone is mobbed in a, mm-hmm. in a group. Like the line and the two sides that had the seas had come back together. There was no line. It was just like a mob of people. Mm-hmm. And so my heart is racing. I'm like super jumping. I can't believe I just did that. I don't think we got it filmed because I couldn't find Angela. And as soon as I didn't see her, I'm like, oh, fun. Which is really <laughs> sad for me. Then I find her after and like we go to get our free champagne. Yes. So, like Jay said, we got separated in the parting of the seas to make way for Queen Charlotte. And so I'm standing at about the middle of the room. Jay's at the front. And okay, cool. We have two separate vantage points of which to film this. This is perfect. Because at this point, I'm just concerned about the B-roll and the footage that we're going to get so we can accurately portray this event. So I'm standing there and this guy is standing across, across from me diagonally on the other side and he's kind of like making conversation with the group next to me on my side saying things like oh you know I'm here alone tonight but I think I'm gonna be the diamond of the season what do you think and then he comes over and he's talking to them and he's standing in the middle of aisleway that the guys in the white hats had just parted and so I can see the beginning of Queen Charlotte's dress coming and so I'm like oh hey you know I think the queen is coming they asked us to stand to the sides sorry like I'm just trying to get this video really quick pause there are the guys in the white wigs and costume yeah there are guys there's like the main dancers and Mm -hmm. the orchestral players and then there are some other kind of I would say like cattle rangers people who are in costume but all of the men who were dragged by their girlfriends or their boyfriends or whoever or typically (laughs) there were some gay men there but typically it was girls bringing Mm -hmm. their guy friends were also in costume Mm -hmm. so some were less distinguishable as workers than others Mm -hmm. yeah so I didn't think this guy was a worker 
darker from the way that he had originally approached this group. I thought that, because I heard at a point during the night, like several guys like let it be known, like, hey, you know, I'm here alone if you want to dance, because it did say uh, when we originally signed mm -hmm. up, uh, let us know if you're single and we'll arrange a dance partner yeah. for you. So I thought that he was one of those guys. So as I'm saying, like, hey, I'm can I get this video of the queen? Like, sorry, like they asked us to make way. He turns and looks at me and says, honey, this isn't breakfast at Tiffany's, and then walks away. Come to find out, he is the guy that escorted Jay up the aisle to meet the queen and works there. <laughs> so I was just standing there filming Queen Charlotte, sincerely annoyed, because I'm like, fuck this dude. I didn't get to wear the dress I wanted. My hair sucks. The pearl jewelry that I'm wearing made sense for the original dress that I was going to wear, but I thought of this when I was in the hotel room as well. I was like, fuck it, I look like I'm going to like a Tiffany's party. <laughs> and so I was just standing there super annoyed. Queen Charlotte makes her way down, and originally like I was going to like start making my way up the front, but no one else around me moved. So I was like, oh, okay, we all stand here, and then we get back in line, and I thought that was gonna be like the pre procession to meet the queen. Angela, you've gone to enough concerts between our college camp campuses outside of Ed's at Coachella. You don't wait for the mob to move. See, I know, but I thought, I was like, oh, everyone is being super respectful. I guess this is just how it's gonna be. Maybe everyone got some memo that I didn't when I was being held originally at you the entrance to the event. You should have been a Karen this time. <laughs> because by the time Angela went to move, everyone else converged and then I was just stuck in the middle of the crowd and I was oh, okay, stuff's going on. So I heard them say like, oh, the first brave couple has made their way Me. up. <laughs> and it was Jay. So I'm gonna have Angela because I'm too shy to make a TikTok to see if anyone has footage of me meeting the queen because we don't have footage, but like we'll, we'll yes. see what comes of it. TikTok is a magical place. Um, After that, I take more pictures under the wisteria. We like just chill, drink our champagne. I chug my champagne because like one, <laughs> you don't leave your drink on a table unattended. And since we were gonna do that, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just drink it fast. We went to the wisteria. We did that. And then the, the queen calls everyone to the ballroom. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, we paid for VIP and now that I'm getting older I fully understand why they charge double for seating because the option to sit is 10 out of 10. So we go to sit. The thing that we didn't know, which is kind of like the one big con of the event, I would mm -hmm. say, other than like the external factors of like dresses and mm -hmm. hair knots, they lock you in the ballroom like 8.35 when they called us. The event officially started at 8. They say they let you in 30 minutes early, but they really don't because when we got there at like 7.55, they were just letting people in. Mm -hmm. So at 8.30, meaning 30 minutes, they shut everything down and then you get locked in the ballroom to dance, to watch the performance, kind of have like a dance party, think back to prom, call formal whatever mm -hmm. may have you can't go back the only option is to do the wisteria photos so not that i think anyone on our podcast is listening but we would recommend do all of your photos in the glass bubbles and outside and in front of the modis in front of any of the costumes mm -hmm. the portraits anything you want and do the wisteria at the end because they let you do the wisteria as you're exiting mm -hmm. but we didn't know this and then so for like most of the event like an hour of it you're in the ballroom like sitting or dancing and it's a beautiful performance it's like don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but like they don't let you leave which they don't tell you anywhere right which is definitely a little strange because they do make reference out as well like the whole reason that you have wristbands is that so you can come and go from the event to the if bathroom you need, yeah like if you need to go to the bathroom or step outside but then at this point i saw them closing the doors but i thought it was just for light pollution because the ballroom does have like very dramatic lighting and at that point you can no longer exit through any of those double doors you have 
have to go through the main exit, which drops you right by the wisteria. So if you want any kind of drink, the Bridgerton Ball did have a cocktail party in the ball. They had that, but they also have like a really beautiful bar like outside, right inside the wisteria, the Modiste. Definitely check it out. It's fantastic. All of those little things that you really want to do, get those in. They made the announcement for everyone to enter the ballroom. Like even if you have to wait like 10 extra minutes and enter the ballroom afterward, it's fine because Anthony and Kate dance five different times during the night. So you miss one, it's okay. They have more and they continue to get more dramatic because they're dancing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we totally have to leave this in. <laughs> the one time we need them to be late. Okay, so wrapping it all up, Antony and Kate dance five different times. If you miss one, don't worry about it. They get more dramatic as the night goes on. My favorite was the Paso. And they spin in the air. Yes, that is pretty cool. Overall, I think the experience, the dancing was fun. I liked it. I definitely think though photos and I really push for the photos mm -hmm. first. Cause then once you're in the ballroom, you're in the ballroom. We danced a little bit. We got to sit for a little bit, which saved my feet. It was fun. I definitely would do it again. I think, I don't think, I personally think there's nothing like I would have changed except extend the event. Like I feel mm -hmm. like this is the first time I've been to something where I was like, oh, this didn't last long enough. Mm -hmm. I wish I had like 30 more minutes to like embrace it all. Cause like mm -hmm. if you didn't get a cocktail, like kind of like, drink from the small bar, like felt rushed surprisingly. It did. I honestly thought that it was going to be two and a half hours. I, I didn't realize it was 90 minutes. I knew it was 90 minutes, but I didn't think I would be locked in the ballroom for most of it. Like mm -hmm. I thought it was 90 minutes, like interactive getting to move around. Like when you go to the museum of ice cream or the color factory, that's about a 90 minute entry too. Where right. you can move at your leisure around everything. Mm -hmm. They had Daphne, and Simon's costumes. They had Colin and Penelope's. They had the portrait. It was a very fun night overall. Would recommend, would do it again. Just I think I would plan my time a little bit different. I understand now why the TikToks are all in the exact same moments because those are like the moments everyone right. can take. Mm -hmm. Like it was definitely worth it. I think it was worth it. I would try it again. I would. Excluding the hard water <laughs> and the dress situation, like the event itself. Yes. The event itself, not counting the internal external factors of not being, of like being denied entrance. Yes. That was fine. Everything inside was beautiful. I think it was really fun. I liked the way that they did it. And I wish they had like the workers interact more. Like they said like mm -hmm. they'd be like people and there were and like they were saying like nice things like your majesty, your grace, like kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like the true MVP of the night, which is where I'll wrap it up, I dropped a glove and like one of the other guys like saw, saw me and like not a worker, just like another guy. And he's like, oh, is this yours? And like some girl was standing on it and like, he went and got it for me. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. Which is why when I said fuck the gloves, <laughs> I took some pictures with the mysterious with it on and then I said screw it I'm taking them off. Angela has already prepped the stories when this episode goes live we'll have more content mm -hmm. and live fact check Angela was bad habits in season two of Bridgerton. No bad habits by Ed Sheeran was not in season two of Bridgerton. I could have sworn it was. Maybe I just saw a TikTok that they used a bad habits cover for. As Jay saw, I watched several scenes last night to try to figure it out. On that note, thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at InOmniaPod on Instagram and let us know what you would like to hear about in the comments. Bye. I'm like, I'm doing a queen's wave, but like, how do they, what do they say? I think farewell works. Farewell.